Greetings, friends! Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey. I'm here for a brief intro before a very special guest interview today. The actual, I believe this is the first ever guest interview we've done with director Ryan Kruger, um, he of Friedberry fame. Uh, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. It was such an awesome conversation. But before we do that, I got to do a little housekeeping. If you like the show, you're here with us. We hope you do. And you want to help us out. The easiest way to do that, please take a second right now. Leave us a rating and review wherever you find your podcast, right? Especially if that happens to be Apple Podcast app. That helps us out enormously. It helps us find uh, more audience. And we've seen some of you doing this recently. And it warms our little hearts every time we see this, right? Little Black Phillip hearts. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it so much, guys. The kind words go a long way for guys like us. Uh, so thank you for those of you who have done that. And if you're doing it right now, thank you as well. We do appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on all the social media platforms that you're on. We're there, too. We would love to communicate with you guys, get to know you better. Um, that's another place you can help the show out. By sharing our shows on your timeline, interacting with us, sharing us so that your friends can see that we exist and can come talk movies with us. That, that helps us out enormously as well. Uh, thank you in advance for that also. You can see our faces as well as hear our voices on our new YouTube channel. Uh, we have some new for YouTube only content that's coming out over there. So hopefully that'll be a fun journey. If you would like to join us there, that's Nerd Alchemist. Please hit subscribe. Uh, you can also find the video format of all of these fine podcast episodes. Ha <laughs> ha! Also, you may email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you just want to chit-chat, tell us we don't know what we're talking about, or that we do, that'd be a weird one to get. Um, you can give us your ideas for movies you'd like to hear covered, uh, new, old, double feature, a theme for a whole month of guest hosts, anything you want to hear about, we would love to give that to you. So reach out. As you guys know, every December, we stuff your stocking. That is a all-listener selection month. So get in now, get in early. We pick our favorite ones out of the list. We do as many as we can. We can't make it to all of them every year. So get out ahead of the curve, man. Give us some good picks, man. Blow our minds and we'll we'll cover your movie. All right, guys, that's enough of my blabbering. Today, we are joined all the way from South Africa. Uh, Ryan Kruger, uh, the director, writer of Fried Berry, was kind enough to make some time for me. Uh, we met online uh, you know, we saw the trailer for Fried Berry, and like everyone else who saw it, we're flabbergasted by it. Ran to the short film, which you can find on YouTube. Hammer punch of a short film, right? Just so much energy and weird. It, it's one of those very affecting short films, right? That's what it does well. So well, in fact, that it got a lot of notoriety, and now Ryan has made the leap to feature a film director. So I talked to him about what is your process from taking a highly visual experimental short film into a, a narrative film what's it like to uh create a character fried berry and work with an actor uh gary green who becomes so iconic he's even become a tattoo ryan shared with us um which was really cool man so what is it like to be a filmmaker in the time of covid right with your first feature film so we talk about that we talk about our love of video stores and uh all things gnarly 80s film ryan was wonderful to talk to such a cool guy I will, I know, what's that book, The Secret, right? Say it, say it out loud and you'll manifest it. Ryan is the kind of guy that someday I hope and pray I will meet at a film festival and we'll have a beer and get to talk about all this stuff face to face because when you talk to Ryan, he's so, so cool and open and genuine. 
in kind that uh, I honestly could have talked to him for days. I could still have been talking to him right now if he didn't have stuff to do. You know what I mean? Um, what a guy. I can't wait to see Fried Buried. So uh, I'm going to put details in the show description so you can find all of Ryan's work. Um, get out if you can find it. Let's all support Fried Berry and let's support this awesome filmmaker. Uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with the awesome and powerful Ryan Kruger. Enjoy. All right, man, we're joined today by uh, Ryan Kruger, all the way from South Africa. He of Fried Berry fame, writer and director. How you doing, man? Cool, man. Thank you for having me uh, on the show, man. For sure. So uh, Fried Berry's been burning up the wires, man. Uh, So we thought we'd give you a talk. Uh, We can't wait to see it here. As you know, in America, we're all locked in our houses, so we're constantly looking for the next amazing movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, it's it's been it's been great so far. So I mean, it's you know it's hitting a, a lot of the major festivals, and you know we had it at Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having our UK uh, premiere very uh, uh, next month at uh, Grimfest. That's awesome. Uh, in the UK in Manchester, and then we still got Sidges, uh, uh, like also next month. But yeah, it's just been you know over the past like month or so, it's you know it's played in France, uh, Germany um uh, austria fucking like all, all like so many different <laughs> i know it's uh, in brazil places. too <laughs> so yeah brazil cool. yeah mexico <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been uh yeah it's been it's yeah it's been um it's been good it's been yeah, uh, man. received well well we saw the trailer and we were immediately we're like oh my god we're like that was the face right we saw gary's face and the style and i was like this is the movie i need to kind of explode myself out of the 2020 funk <laughs> Uh, have yeah. you? I was going to ask. Have you noticed? So a lot of these festivals you've been at have been uh, online festivals, right? Yeah. Do you think that helps uh, get a movie like Fried Berry out to the right audience? Yeah. No. Definitely. You know, it's it's so. I mean, this is my first feature film. So right. <laughs> we 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 literally just had our world premiere in March at CineQuest in, in San Jose, and then you know, a week and a half into the festival, you know, the whole Corona thing came along. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, we had to leave like, like two days early and go back. And then we were like, you know, cause at that time we didn't know it was going to be like lockdown. We didn't know <laughs> any, any of the shit that was going to happen. That oh, just yeah. happened for the, the whole of the fucking year. <laughs> so, and when it did, I was like, Oh shit. I mean, I make my first feature film. I can't go to Fantasia. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking do all these things and it's just been like shit and you know i was worried and i was sad and i was like fuck it would have been amazing to go to fantasia and all these other festivals but saying that the cool thing about it is that this this whole online uh you know festival thing uh is it's actually been like a blessing in disguise yeah because i mean at each festival a normal festival you're looking at 250 to 300 people per screening, you know, mm-hmm. in a in a cinema room. Okay, and now during this pandemic, 
you know, if there is physical festivals, uh, you know, they're limited, but every country has different limits. I mean, I know in South Africa, we have 50 people. And I saw in France and Germany, and they don't give a shit. There's like loads of people in those rooms. So <laughs> the most French the, attitude so, of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the cinema. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the thing is, with this online thing, you know, we we played in Brazil at Fantaspoa, and we had we had four thousand people watch Fry Barry. So the thing is, four thousand people. That's that's uh, you know better than two fifty to three hundred people at a normal for sure. festival. So for four thousand people, uh, it also created that buzz online. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at the end of the day, you make a movie, you want people to watch it. So we had four thousand people watch it, and we had a shitload of people talking about it online. Yeah. And then we played at Macabro in uh, Mexico, same thing. And then Fantasia, they I think they had a cap of like five thousand people. So the numbers that actually have seen the film is way greater and way more than, you know, than, than what's out there. Because the other thing is, if, if there's 250 to 300 people in a normal screening, how many of those people will talk about it online? How right. many of those people will actually say something? And that's the thing. Not everybody, you know, I, I, to be honest, I'm one of them. I, if, if I watch a movie, I don't it's very, very rare that I'll go online and go, oh, this film was great. Or, you know, I, I, hardly, yeah. I, I, hardly, I hardly ever do that. But there is those people that do do that and talk about it and say, go watch it. So the thing is, you know, of those uh, 4,000 people, loads of people were talking about it. But I think it's also because it's the comfort of your own home and people sitting there or pressing pause and going, fuck, this is nuts. And, God, you should watch this fucking movie <laughs> or whatever. So it created you know, created a buzz. So the amount yeah. of people that 4,000 people, you know, in, in each screen and that's a shitload of people. So, so it's crazy to think that, you know, over. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like already like, like 20, 20,000 people or something have already watched it. Yeah. Right. Nuts, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Right. Yeah. Because a lot of these movies that are kind of, you know, midnight movies, they become these cult classic things. A lot of time you're dealing with that, you know, people don't want to be out at midnight People don't, oh, that's not going to be a movie for me. Whereas online, you can dabble more. You know what I mean? You can, like you said, the comfort of your own home, you're willing to spend the time if you don't have to get over all those other barriers. Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, so it's it's definitely been a blessing in disguise. And I think, to be honest, I think in the future, I, I, I think a lot of film festivals have actually seen a benefit from this. And it's definitely a benefit from the filmmakers so I think in the future, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's nothing better going to a physical festival, but it's like with any festival in the world or in your own country, sometimes it's really far. Not everybody yeah. can make it or not everybody's got the money to go spend the weekend wherever it is. So that's the cool thing. So I think in the future, I think that the festival should be a physical festival and have an online festival as well. because. Even if you go to a festival, you can't even watch all the movies anyway. It's yeah, impossible right. <laughs> to, to be able to watch them all. So the, people that, so the people that can't go can watch it online. And it's, I mean, the festival will probably make more money from it anyway, being online as well. So yeah, it's I would just imagine more, so, it's more yeah. numbers, it's more people. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the thing I'm hoping that kind of comes out of this setup. Because like where I'm at, we still don't have any movie theaters open, right? Like we're still oh, sure. all shut down and they're just telling us, you know, Candyman, Halloween, like all these movies I was excited for. They're like, maybe next year, assuming all this stuff goes away. 
So I think something like I love the success story of Fried Berry because it's finding more of the audience that it might have missed, right? And this is the right kind of movie that what I I mean I've only seen the short film which I adore and the trailer, but it feels like one of those movies, right? This will be that movie that if it hits for someone will become that instantly yeah. memorable. They're going to do it a lot. They're going to share it with their friends. And it's awesome yeah. to see that movie find people, you know, in a way that it might not have in normal circumstances. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think that's what happened. It's it's literally just created that, you know, also winning the awards, but mm-hmm. people talking about it, and it's just created that buzz. And Fry Barry is the type of film that <laughs> you either love it right. or you hate it. There's, like, there's no... <laughs> There's no, there's no fucking in between. You ever love it or you hate it. The people that love it will talk about it. The people that hate it will also talk about it. And right. I always say to people, you know, how many times do you sit there and watch like Netflix or watch a movie? Yeah. You watch five, 10, 20 minutes or the whole film and you go, fuck, I'm not going to watch that again. And then you won't even speak about it to your friend because it's not worth the conversation. Yeah. And I think that's the good thing about Fry Barry is that even if you don't like it, you'll speak about it because there's so much to speak about in the movie. And that's cool. You know, and that's <laughs> yeah. cool. And I, I, and I know, I know when I made it, it's definitely not for everybody. It's, it's quite out there. It's quite gritty. It's, there's a lot of like sex and drugs and, and sure. shit in there. And that's, and that's cool. I mean, I, I made it for an audience that I know the people that watch that will love it. And that's what's happened so far, which, which is cool. And it's gained, it's gained that like cult status. And mm-hmm. the people that have watched it has been like, oh, this is going to be a cool classic, like, definitely. Sure. I mean, we've had all this, like, random fan art from the short and now new fan art for the feature. I mean, two days ago, a guy just got a Fry Barry tattoo, and I'm just like, I saw fuck? that shit. <laughs> yeah. That so, has to be the weirdest feeling, man. Yeah, I know it is. It is. Yeah. I'm just like, no, it's crazy. But, like, I'm very, at the same time, it's fucking hell. It's a huge... Uh, you know what I mean? It's a huge yeah. uh, compliment. So it's it's For awesome. Sure. I mean, and it's not even out yet. That's I know. Well, that's what thing. kills me is I was like, fuck, I want to see this thing so bad. Uh, I was rewatching the trailer this morning or the, the short film this morning. And I would tell people like, watch that short film. If you get what he's doing and you dig it, you'll probably like the movie. If not, like, you know, you know who you are, right? <laughs> like, it's one of those yeah, exactly. shorts that's very visceral, right? For even three and a half minutes. Like, God damn. You feel like your body's going through this stuff with Gary. You're like, Jesus yeah. Christ, poor yeah, Barry. Exactly. Gary and Barry, right? You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. of the things I wanted to ask you, right? Because that was something I was struck by is the the just intense nature of what you got in that short film, right? Because uh, yeah. it was so funny. Because I don't know if you guys had this in South Africa. When we were kids, we had this... Um, this campaign called dare right and i think it was ronald reagan's wife came out with this we're going to stop kids from doing drugs arnold schwarzenegger's yeah, yeah. A... I I saw it yeah. On, online you can find it on youtube and it's so weird right but it was these weird commercials that actually made drugs look cooler so more yeah. kids did drugs after this anti-drug thing but one yeah. of them was they used to take eggs and they'd smash them with a frying pan and be like this is your brain on drugs yeah, that was that, that well. That was one of my that was one of my references. The uh, yeah, okay. You know, I wonder because I saw that. I was like, oh my god, it's like dare. And I was like, if they had showed your film to us in middle school, we would not have yeah. done drugs. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's way scarier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I wanted to ask is, how do you transfer that energy and that visceral, visual power through an entire narrative? Right when you were building out the narrative to get it all the way to a film, how do you you know, develop a story 
that can go longer, but also keeps that intensity. Well, this, well, this is the thing. So I, I made the short in 2017, mm-hmm. and it was I made. Uh, I wanted to do a four-year project, which I'm still doing now, to make eight experimental films. And Fry Barry, the short, was the first one. And I, I, I wanted to do this because I'm known as a music video director in mm-hmm. South Africa. So I wanted to do something where there's no record label. I don't have to worry about getting it on TV. and I can just do do what I want. So when I made the short, there was never, ever a plan to make it into a feature, ever. It right. was just a standalone <laughs> A guy off his head on drugs in an abandoned building and his highs and lows. It was designed to um, make you feel uncomfortable and be like, I'm never <laughs> going to fucking take drugs again in my life. Success. That was the, you know, it's like a drug PSA, like we right. were chatting about. Now, you know? It's just, like you said, we, sh- we should have just showed that in, in like primary schools yeah. around the world. My it's kids will like, be seeing that short film for sure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. They just have nightmares forever. Yeah. And yeah. So, so after doing the short, we had, you know, we had um, 60 official selections around the world. We had about 13 awards. We started getting all that fan art. And when the fan art came in, I was just like, it's so random, you know, for a short. But people loved it. And I knew it was onto something. But at the same time, I still looked at it as a short. It was like that yeah. project did well. And that was it. And it's an experimental film. It's, there's no fucking narrative apart from a guy off his head and his highs and lows. And that, and that, and that was it. So The journey of the I eggs, was, that was it, yeah. The yeah. eggs go in, the eggs come out. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, so with the feature, like where I was at the time, so like two years ago, well, it's like four years ago, what happened was uh, where I was in my career you know, I've came close so many times to make like feature films and it fades away. Somebody will approach me and then it fades away. It doesn't happen. And where I was at the time, uh, I actually had something wrong with my kidney and I had a, had an operation. I got sepsis, nearly died, went through a, went through a breakup. My cat got cancer, went into depression, went down this fucking dark hole and while I was there, I was just like, you know, what is the number one thing that I've always wanted to do? And it was like to make a feature. So I was like, cool, right? I want to make a feature. And then it, the idea just came to me because I've got all these other scripts that probably would have been way fucking easier to shoot. <laughs> and I just got this. I, I, I just got this idea, and I was like, fuck, this can work. I know it's. I know it's going to work. And I knew as soon as I got this idea, I knew that it was going to work. But I knew I had to. It had to be the right character. It had to be the right story to do it. So my producer that I work with, for only, I only knew him for about maybe two months, and I rang him up and I said to him, I've got, a, um, I've got an idea for a movie. Uh, I spent the last three days doing a scene brief breakdown, not a script, just a scene brief breakdown. Uh, like Barry does this, Barry does that, Barry goes here. And I wrote like six pieces of dialogue and I once I spoke to my producer, he was like, I said to him, I said, dude, I want to make a feature film and I want to make it next month. And he was like, why do you want to make it next month? Because it's like, if we don't make it next month, it's never going to happen. It's just going to get prolonged and pushed back. <laughs> and, I, and he goes, have you got a script? And I was like, no. And the reason why I haven't got a script is because I have to shoot this movie in a certain way. So the idea that I had for the for the entire film, that, that was like solid. And then 
the the thing is that our lead actor Gary Green he's he's not an actor he's not a trained actor so he, his background is is normally extra but I've worked with Gary for about eleven years I've put him in featured parts in my music videos and extras in my in my stuff and you know the first you know, proper thing that we did together where he was the main person was was the short so I knew because Gary's not a trained actor. I had to work with him super close. So I didn't want to have a script. I didn't want him to overthink, you know, the the script and overthink stuff. So I had to have that blank slate and that clean slate every single day working with him. So the movie developed as we went. I shot it over a year and a half. We shot only 28 days. And the whole movie is basically improv, apart from the six pieces of dialogue that I wrote and the only person that did improv was Gary because I had to work with him super, super closely. And the movie just developed, you know, as as we went on. But it was working with that, like, clean slate every single day with him and getting exactly, you know, what I wanted. But I knew this was the only way to make this type of movie. So as the movie developed, it, it was cool. And it was it was cool to live in that moment and to be organic and just be like, oh, shit, this is a good idea. So it's not like we rocked up and sat and we just made shit up. It would be right. more like, <laughs> you know, we've got, we, we, you know, we plan the, what we're going to do, but we plan this is what this scene is about. Right. And then I would improv and workshop it and come up with ideas on the spot and do that. But that's where, where some of the, the gems are. I mean... Absolutely, yeah. Fry Barry or South Africa is, um, is totally out of the norm. We don't make movies like this, like whatsoever. <laughs> like it's the, it's literally the first of its kind, and it's it, normally the, all this type of content is just like frowned upon. And and, and Cape, South Africa is very conservative, so okay. we make comedies, uh, dramas, and historic movies and apartheid movies. That's that's what gets made here. So we don't make genre movies. We've started to slowly, but even even. Uh, just not as a normal, you know, normal genre. This cult style sort of film has never been made here, so that's what's made it, you know, very, very unique and very different. And you know, the only people that have seen it in South Africa has been one, one festival. So loads of people, you know, there's a big buzz here about it. People want to see it, but it's nothing like they've ever seen for like South African <laughs> cinema. It's just like completely different. It's going to be quite a wake-up call. Which which is going to be... Yeah. With the amount of drugs and anal probing (laughs) and blowjobs and shit, there's there's a lot. Yeah, you could be turning a cultural tide on your whole society, my friend. (laughs) I I laugh because I've totally (laughs) fucked up uh, Cape Town tourism, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going there anymore, honey. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Like I've saw a few interviews and people go... If if Cape Town looks like that, that, that that's horrible. I'm never gonna fucking go there <laughs> like that. So it's I'm, I'm, I'm probably fucked up uh, tourism. There's, there'll be like fried berry tours, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. you don't want uh, to get your Instagram girlfriend pictures with a uh, berry in the background. <laughs> I mean, I would, but yeah, yeah I'm assuming the Instagram people wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you about that. Actually, that's something I'm interested in. So. Over in Cape Town, what was it like? Because we're about the same age. What was your cinematic experience like growing up? Uh, what kind of movies did you get? What kind of movies like hit you and you're like, this is what I want to do? What were your influences? Did you get a lot of uh, 
international movies? What what was it like growing up at the movies in South Africa? Yeah, well, you see, I I'm, so originally I'm from originally I'm from England originally. Okay. So I I, I actually grew up in England. So my oh, dad's okay. <laughs> my, dad, my dad's South African and my uh, my mom's English. So uh, you know I've lived in Cape Town for the past uh, eleven years. But it, yeah, grow, growing up in in the in the UK, uh, well, put it this way: like even even in South Africa, there's so many films that you can't get hold of here. To be honest, that's I remember, what I was like, wondering. Yeah, <laughs> when I when I first moved here, there's so much shit. I'm like every DVD rental and uh, not rental every every place where you can buy DVDs and stuff. It's they've got like 200 films, and then that's it. <laughs> and and it's it's hardly any like old ones or just random you know obscure movies. So like. So yeah, I grew up in the UK. So in the UK, we had fucking everything. Right. But you know, in the household I grew up with, you know, my my dad got me into films like very, very early. So by the time it came up to the nineties, already saw you know most 50s, 60s, seventies, and you know eighties uh, movies. Whether it was you know eighties horror films or general eighties films or you know random you know, all the random years of different films, even like Jerry Lewis uh, movies and stuff. Right. From the 50s, <laughs> like that. So that's, you know, I, I think for me, like my biggest love for cinema is definitely without a doubt. Eighties, uh, eighties is just, yeah. It's just- Almost everything felt magic then. I don't know what the yeah. difference is either. And I was like, maybe yeah. it's cause that, but I was even, cause everyone says it's cause I was born in the eighties, but you're like, but I was like, diapers and sucking titties like i wasn't like a grown-up in the but for some reason yeah right it was a good 80s it was a fine 80s it is good man late 80s late 80s i got weaned off and that's when it got hard yeah that was the hard years but uh, but it's just like something about the eight because i mean i went through that thing as a kid too because i grew up in like the middle of farmland right like we had like drive your tractor to school day kind of shit like no art or culture right so like when you found something though it became this magical relic right like i remember the first time i got someone recorded a vhs of hellraiser for me and you're like oh my god and i hid it under my mattress because i was so afraid my mom and dad would find it and like you know send me to church camp or whatever (laughs) but like it meant the world (laughs) to me where i was like now kids are gonna find hellraiser when they're like eight and be like "Eh." (laughs) there was like some kind of magic to like not having it all at your fingertips I don't know, that's the that's the thing, man. I mean, it, but it, even in Fried Barry, like I went out to make like a cult style movie, and right. there's so many, there's so many references in Fried Barry of loads of like '80s films. I, right. I mean, there's like, you know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I know that's '70s, but then there's stuff like uh, Terminator, Aliens, uh, Close Encounters, Explorers, uh, ET. Right. Indiana Jones. There's like so many like little references in there, <laughs> and that's the thing. It was important to, you know, to do those, you know, for those like fanboys and stuff like that, that. That you know that that you know that's also what makes it you know also a cult style film and having yeah. all those like cool references in there. And like I said, '80s cinema to me is like the best. And I think I mean, and I tried my best to do everything in in camera. You know, everything right. I, I try to do my in camera there's, in fact i think people probably think there's a lot more visual effects in fry barry than the, the than there actually really is um, right there's not that there's not that much uh, in there so I, I mean even when he gets like abducted we got like a crane and wires and everything <laughs> like pulling them up <laughs> that's awesome yeah. all that shit 
Yeah, I mean, the trailer looks like yeah, you pack a lot of that. It's like a total assault on your senses and colors. And I think now yeah. you see that and you just assume you're like, oh, that was just done, you know, on a laptop somewhere. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I mean, the, the, there's a shot in the trailer, uh, I think, when he's like, it looks like he's like floating. Yeah, it's like the fire in the sky these, shot. Like, yeah. Coming up. <laughs> yeah, and and that that was literally shot in high speed. And all those poly, uh, polycles and stuff, that's just, uh, um, that's uh, what do you call it, a polystyrene from the uh, from the polyboards. Oh, that, really? And that's just, we're just blowing <laughs> that up. Yeah. So that's there's, awesome. There's, there's like no visual effects in that shot whatsoever, you know? So it's it's interesting to see. But that, that's where I think films have gone wrong. I mean, in the 80s, it was like, it was like 90% real. Mm-hmm. 10% visual effects. And now it's completely the other fucking way around. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, that, and that's it. I mean, it's always interesting when I meet people. I mean, when you get to our age, that age gap for getting along with people like years younger than you, this, this, you know, it's, it's fine. It's like, yeah. you, don't, you, you know, you don't even, you know, you, you consider them the same age as you. They probably don't, but right. <laughs> you know? they don't so, look at us that way. Yeah. We're one of you. <laughs> and then, exactly but the thing is the time when you can tell the difference is when you talk about a film and they go i've never seen it and you're like what yeah you've never seen you know goonies or stand by me (laughs) or lost boys or the fly or back to the future and then i'm just like i've lost all respect for you like i've never seen those films well especially now it's like dude you got all that shit at your fingertips like you don't even have to go find it it's right there yeah Well, dude, this is this is the thing. So when you were a kid and you went to the the video video shop to rent, dude, I, I, you'd be in there for like you see. My dad would say to me, right, Friday or Saturday, we're like we're gonna go to the video shop and we're gonna rent movies. I'll be like, oh, amazing. And you would stand there and you would get all these videos and you'd look at it. You know, you'd pick them and you don't know which one to pick. And then your dad would go, okay, you can get two. And you'd be like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> and you'd spend like fucking two hours there and your mom always stayed at home because she fucking knew yeah she fucking knew she's not standing in there for two fucking hours so you'd be in there for two hours looking at all these fucking videos and then you know and then you'd pick it now the kids today they won't know that shit they're just on fucking netflix fucking scrolling down or yeah. you know what i mean and it's that's the, those kids will never you know will never know it and i, I mean even even like the ref the reference in the start of uh, Fry Barry um, was it, it's a, like a publication, um, uh, what you call it, uh, like um, well, what do you, uh, like a like a rating, like an age, uh, sorry, age restriction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie. So in, in in the UK, when we when you rented a VHS, there would always be this guy that looks like a news report, and he's sitting there like this, and he's like, "This film <laughs> is rated 18." That means nobody can watch this film under that age, you know. So, and that was on it. That was at the beginning of every fucking VHS, uh, you know, film that you would get, and it would be like a thing with your family, where or your friends, where you would all read it out because you've heard it a million times, or you would fast forward it. And uh, right. so, I put my like my own one of those at the beginning of Friday. Oh, uh, that's as well. awesome. Yeah. See, over here so, we had the uh, it was red band trailers and then X rated, right? And it's again, it was kind of like that drug campaign. It's like the moment you put red band on it, it's like we're renting that no matter what. 
because that's forbidden mm. treasure, right? Even if it's unwarranted yeah. or not that much worse, you're like, oh, yeah. well, I got to see why it got that. So it, it kind of backfires on them all the time. And so now yeah. studios over here, I feel like if they have like a bad horror, horror film, they're like, we'll throw in a couple extra buckets of blood, some tits, and like, we'll say red <laughs> band. You know, now they're yeah. like tricking yeah. us with it. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. Well, dude, it, it's like it's like if you look at a – I mean, it's funny because uh, in the film, Barry's naked on a, in quite a few scenes. And it's funny because like in the 70s, it was all about tits, tits oh, yeah. and ass. You know? yeah, and in the yeah, 80s, yeah. it was all about tits and ass, and it disappeared. And then now <laughs> it's like – the way things are now and like Game of Thrones and all these and uh, Spartacus or whatever, it's just like dicks flapping around, pussy everywhere. Let them free, man. Let them free. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it went yeah. – uh, 70s were tits, 80s were big fake tits, and then, yeah, yeah then we got all prudish, man. But, yeah, it is yeah, so that, weird because it's like a thing still like <laughs> – there are friends I have and they see a dick and they're just like <gasps> – they're like recoiled. I'm like, dude, we all have them. It's fine. Like, you know, like, just get over it. Just the dick. But that's, that's what, what I mean. Is. That's what society did to us. They beat us down to where we're so afraid of the dick. Right? That'll yeah. be the scariest thing in your movie for a portion of the audience, which is weird. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> the, 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 funny thing, <laughs> the, the funny thing is when we when we shot the abduction scene, it's a little spoiler, but when we shot the <laughs> abduction scene, so what we know about abduction scenes in uh in any abduction film is that you never see uh the anal probing you never see the (laughs) all that shit so that's why i was like yeah we gotta fucking show it so we've got like gary on all fours and these like pipes going into him either (laughs) way and there's there's just there's just this one shot of this prosthetic dick that's like this and you have this machine that comes down this needle that goes that goes into Uh. his dick so when we shot that it was uh i sent a picture to my dad (laughs) and and my dad says uh, i said this is what i was shooting today and my dad was like ryan take it out take it out you're gonna ruin your movie and i'm like dad it's just a dick and he goes i don't care but that's not prude or anything like that he, he like you turned like, your you fuck, turned I, your dad into the preview guy no no yeah, yeah. and he yeah and he, and he was literally uh, and like i said but that's not prude or anything like that yeah. but he was just like you're gonna ruin your movie yep. you're gonna you, you need to take it out and i was like you need to watch the scene to understand it it's right. like a two second <laughs> shot it's just a dick and then my dad says to me my dad says to me, listen, Ryan, if I was going to get abducted by aliens, I'll tell you now I wouldn't have a hard on. I'll tell you now. <laughs> That's <laughs> a pretty good note, though. That's yeah, not I'm a like, bad note. I said, but the sound, you haven't heard the sound yet. The yeah. sound design. Well, he so, might, yeah, they might the be making yet. his dick hard. You don't know, Dad. You're not an alien scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that he's just like, I should have never taken Ryan to the movie stores when we were kids. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, That's why I always say to my mom and dad, I turned out all right. Yeah. I turned out all right, didn't I? And they're like, we thought so until you started sending us all those giant fake dicks. <laughs> uh, let me ask you yeah, a little bit about uh, Gary, man, your actor. Because when you told me that you were getting uh, fan art, I immediately was like, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Because he has that unbelievable magnetic thing right like i don't know what it is in all guys but you yeah. look at him it's, and you're nobody just like looks like him he's good it's just got yeah. that unique face and presence nobody looks like him right well especially in like movies now you're like you kind of know the look 
He's going to go up to a stranger and go, are you fried berry? You know what I mean? It's like, it's definitely fucking fried berry. <laughs> yeah, you know? that, come on. There's only one berry that fried. We know. But that's the cool thing, yeah. right? It's like, he just, he's so perfect. Like, you just, you want to see whatever he does next, right? And I know yeah. you had talked about his journey as an actor, but when I saw it, I was like, this makes perfect sense, right? Because again, the short film and then into the trailer, it looks like it's just such powerful visual stuff going on everywhere, right? And it's like, you yeah. almost need a guy like that at the center of the film, right? If you just had a normal looking guy, he would get run over by everything yeah. happening around him. So uh, yeah, talk a little bit about what he brought to the movie stand. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it's, it's, it's one of those things like Fry Barry is... You know, it's about it's about the journey. Like, mm -hmm. th like the the concept in itself is it's very simple. It's just a heroin addict that gets abducted by aliens, spat back out. It's this alien Taurus now controlling his body, and it's his journey. That's mm -hmm. it. That's that, you know, it's got you know a few other things that happen in there, but that's but that's it. And it's about that adventure. You know, it's it, you know, it's almost <laughs> like a popcorn movie that you just sit there, laugh at and enjoy. You, it's, it's a serious movie, but it's also a not from the trailer. You won't be able to see, but there's a shitload of comedy in it. There's loads right. of comedy in it. <laughs> and that, and that, and that's the thing. And it has all those elements that, you know, I try my best to, to have the entertainment value, to have that. It's that it's unpredictable that you do not know what's going to happen. And you're just on this journey with our Asbury, and I always say it's like a road movie without without a car, and Barry's the car, and you just the go car. along this, this this ride, and you just <laughs> you know you're going on this journey, and it's designed to make you feel uncomfortable, and it's designed for for you just like at the end of it, you just want to fucking take a shower, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt that way at the short film, so I can't even imagine doing that for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so did you find what was your your most interesting battle that you had bringing uh, Gary from your kind of shorter, more visual work into something like this? Because um, I don't know. I watch a lot of your Instagram stuff. You do. You make really fun content with him. And he just seems very like, open and brave as an actor. Right. Like I used to dabble in acting back in the day. Not like I was like a good actor or anything. But one of the things you see is like you would meet these guys in like your classes or at auditions and you're like that guy will do whatever the fuck it takes right now. Right. And you're like, that's a different level of actor. <laughs> you know? yeah. He will suck dick to yeah. get out where he needs to be right now. Well, we all would so, have done that. Let's be fair. No, <laughs> but, uh, 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 but I, I was like, oh, got the part. I did it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, mom. And send a picture. Right. So. Um, so, but I, I think the like the overall. I mean, this is the you know the first feature film that I did. So mm. you know, as you said, it's it's just that longer form of character development, story, and everything. So I, I mean, it's the first time that that I've done that. But it was also fun. It was it was a lot of fun to work and to progress, you know, a story and to develop, you know, the character. And it was cool that we shot it over a year and a half because. You know, we had those moments where we were like, you know, I sat there and I go, where could the film go next? What could happen? You know, and so, I, I mean, if I shot the movie 28 days straight, the film would, would be nowhere near as good, you know? Right. So it was great. 
great to like plan, plan, sheet, plan, plan, sheet. And it just, I mean, there were scenes where we wrapped certain people and then later I was like, you know what would be good? If they come back. And, and, and that's the thing. And it was just that organic way of working instead of, you know, the normal, you know, the way of filming where you've got the script set in stone. This is the way they're going to direct it. This is the way they're going to perform it. And then that's it. It's stuck in concrete. So to be in that organicness and, and, and be able to do what you want to do and change things and to live in that moment is, is special. And I, and I think also like where I was at the time and that frame of mind and, and wanting to do something creative and it needed to be something, you know, the, the, it, it, it's like, you know, when, when somebody makes a film, they always say, Oh yeah, it's gotta be good. And obviously it's a fucking, it's gotta be fucking good. It's like an understatement. <laughs> it, it, when, when, when you make a feature and it's your first feature, it has to be the best shit that you've ever done. Otherwise, what are you doing? What right. is the point? So normally when I'm on set and I'm shooting something, I know what I'm getting. And I think with Fry Barry, I just knew, fuck, this is going to be good. And I mean, a lot of the you know crew members here at uh, cast came up to me and they were like, dude, there's something about this film. I don't know what it is, but there's something really fucking cool about this movie. Right. And then I'd be really interested to go, well, what, what, what is it? And they'd be like, I don't know, but it's something. You yeah. Know? And, it, and it's cool that we had this, you know, we had this vibe, but it was very important to to stick to my guidelines in my head of of to make this cult style film, you know. And it's and it, you can easily go off that line, very, you know, very easily you can go off that line. I mean, there was one scene that I edited with my editor, and we watched it, and it was hilarious. It was so funny, and I was just like, it's so funny, but it's not the right tone. We have to change it. Right. Uh, and that's and that's the thing. It's just keeping that right tone and that like right feel. And uh, I mean, like my references, you know, for uh, for the film was, um, you know, there's John Carpenter's uh, Starman. Mm -hmm. There was a uh, Bad Boy Bobby, that uh, Australian movie. Um, and then, you know, I have all my other little references and scenes from like other 80s uh, films and stuff like that. But but yeah, it was it was just. Uh, I mean, the whole process was a challenge and was great. And uh, I I would like to make a movie like that again. I mean, you know, there's there was no other way to make this movie the way I did it. I mean, if I went to a studio and went, I've got no fucking script, give me some money to make a film, they'd be like, no fuck off. Like, right? Why? Why would we give you that money? Yeah. So also, you so have no it, big bankable star. Like <laughs> this doesn't really pass a lot of that studio nonsense test. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah no exactly and and, and it, it, you know it's you know and then I'll, I'll be pitching it going you know there's lots of blowjobs there's there's anal probing <laughs> uh, i mean like it's got everything you know it, there is literally so, something for everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this, well this is the funny thing about fry barry it's like <laughs> you've got the horror elements you've got the sci-fi elements you've got this like dark twisted comedy humor and then there's even like a bit of a love story in there as well so it literally has fucking all the that was not different... the one i thought you were gonna say at the end a love story <laughs> <laughs> i'm very excited but, to see how you cram that in there <laughs> yeah it, um, it, it's cool and that's and uh and that's why i said it's 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 just if you look at the poster and you look at the trailer it is what it's saying it is but it's also not what you think right like Barry itself, right? There's something else in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, it's just there's just something else to it, and that's why you know, as 
as casting directors and stuff like that, people put you in a box. You look like this, so you must play this role. Or you this, and, and, and that's the cool thing. It's like when you look at Gary's face, you're like, bad guy. He's definitely a bad guy. Yeah, for you know? sure. <laughs> and, that's, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the thing. So it's, there's, there's a lot of things where people don't expect that this happens and that happens. So, and it's, you know, it's hard to, and that's why I try my best for it to be unpredictable. And yeah. it's, it, you know, it's the type of film that you, you got to sit there and watch it and you can't like quickly go to the toilet or go grab a drink because you'll come <laughs> back and you'll be literally like, how the fuck did he get here? Why, why is he here? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's literally, you know, it's literally like that, that you've, yeah. you're on this journey and you, you go, you're going along with it and it's, yeah and it's yeah it's designed for the way it is so i mean right. it's it, i mean it, it's so far it's it's been very interesting like we've had tons of amazing reviews and you know we've had a few odd you know reviews that uh we've had about three or four reviews where people didn't like it and as i said it's fine it's cool it's it's completely all right but it's funny because when you look at these people's profiles that don't like it you're like yeah, of course he fucking didn't like it look at it you know, <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like like what's what's your favorite movie or like cruel intentions or you know what i mean it's just like like, like i just it's just barry like, Lyndon four times in a row you're like that's a yeah, different kind of barry that's a different yeah. barry specifically yeah <laughs> Yeah, but but that's the cool thing about what you're doing, right? Is when you shoot it a little differently and you you have more leeway, right? Because when I was working uh, in the business for the time I was, right, it's so regimented, right? It's so static and set and it's this and just, you know, there's just like this beat down effect of it. And I would imagine that's why your crew is like, this feels different and fun because you're taking away that repetitive doldrum. But on that note, before we get out of here, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't ask, right? So let's say Fried Berry becomes this massive hit, which I think it will, right? This big cult classic, right? And now a Ryan Kruger thing is all anyone wants and Hollywood came knocking, right? Yeah. If you could choose one movie that you would like to remake, do a sequel to, or like a genre type movie that you'd like to do, what would what would be your on your uh, wish list? Uh, <laughs> I know it's cringy. You're an indie filmmaker. It's cringy, but... <laughs> But I'm always interested in this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I spoke to somebody else about it, and I, I'm always, I'm always like, I'm against like remakes. You know what I mean? I'm a. I agree I mean, completely. But that said, mine would be Event Horizon, right? Like, like I have one because I was yeah. like, that movie's so awesome. It's just got a couple of like those '90s things, and it's like if you tweaked those <laughs> out, it would be like a million times more interesting. Yeah, dude. The, the, you know what? The last time I watched Event Horizon, it's a great movie. But the visual effects for like you time, said, the computer animation is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. And like, also, imagine, they needed more of your it probing. It would have been better scenes. if somebody just held the ship like this and went. Mm. <laughs> like would have like, been better. You'd have been like, "What is happening in this alternate dimension?" Yeah. So that yeah. I not that it would be better than Event Horizon. That one's like burned into my soul. But I think yeah. there's another version of that movie that could be really entertaining and darker. Uh, yeah. So just yeah, just anything. There has to be something that you watch and you're like, I love this, but like, I got a thing. I got a beat on this. Yeah. I don't know. Like, okay. I'm just, I'm against, I'm against like, uh, I'm against like uh, remakes, but I think, um, I mean, okay. Put it this way. I haven't watched in many years and I'll watch it tomorrow or tonight is uh, uh, Scanners. 
you know, oh yeah 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 so, Cronenberg we love that I, one. I'm only saying this right now because I haven't watched it in years and I'm gonna watch it again and right. it's been a while since I watched it so I'm, I'm gonna say that but other than that um as I said don't believe in uh, remakes but other than <laughs> that I think Gary would make uh I can't remember the guy's name but you know uh, Michael Ironsides yeah oh Phantasm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So do you remember the guy in Phantasm? The, the tall suits? man. Yeah. Gary could play that Angus, guy. Like, easy, Angus man. something. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is the he best. Is perfect. I feel like that one's always in the mill. Like, they're like, we might be getting a Phantasm. That would be, he would be a perfect tall man. Yeah. Angus, some, Angus McSomething, I think is his name. I forget his last name. But, yeah, yeah. that would be awesome, dude. Yeah. Because, like, I'll, I'll watch some of it. Um... I was watching one of the trailers like the other day and I was like, and I was like, fuck, Gary actually looks like this dude. He could be, he could it'd be like a prequel. Yeah. To, to, Make you know, him tall, it, get him in there. Yeah. Like, he looks like that. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, that so, also has a really fun be- scene for you, which is, uh, I think it's phantasm too, where the tall man, there's this uh, scene where there's a guy and this really hot lady, right? Busty lady in a red dress. And they go out to the cemetery and they start making out on a grave. Right. And she's kind of writing on him. And next thing you know, it transforms into the tall man. He's like, ha ha, got you. And it's like, why'd you let him get all the way to second base? <laughs> so there's a lot of headspace in there for you to play with. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure Gary would love to play that guy. Oh, yeah. Just imagine Sold. Gary in like a busty red dress setup. Like this could be, this could be the inspiration moment. There you go. Awesome, it's man. A done deal. We go into production next week. I'll be there. I'll be uh I'll be the guy who handles the uh the giant breast suit. That'll be my job on set. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Thank you so much for making time to talk to us. Uh I can't wait till we get Fried Berry here. Do you have any idea when it's uh coming out to mass audiences over here in America? Um so it will be out uh next year. Okay. Um it will be out next year. Uh but um there is a screen in, in America. Um, I think it's net, it's literally the, I, I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Shit. It's called the mile, mile high horror, horror club, oh, okay. uh, horror uh, film festival. Uh, I think that's next. Uh, I think that's next month and that's going to be online. So, so if you go check out my awesome. uh, horror film festival, you can, you, you can check it. Uh, you can check it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's next month. It's either the end of this month or, or, okay. or next month. So you can uh, check it out. Awesome. Yeah, I'll make sure to get all those details and uh, put them in the show description and all that stuff so you guys can find it. Uh, yeah, we want to see Barry as soon as we can. Thank you so much for your time. It looks amazing. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Cool, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, we'll be uh, talking fried Barry when we see it, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Keep all, right. well, dude. Thanks, man. Bye.